0: Now it's time for Inspirational Women and my guest, Susan Wiggs, an author from our own community here in the Puget Sound. Susan loves to tell stories. She loves to communicate the things that touch us in our life. Challenges, relationships, pain and joy, and romance, and, well, life in general. Susan's been with us numerous times with a new book, and she has many to her credit. Today she joins us with her latest, something truly great for summertime reading, Between You and Me. And Susan joins us to turn some of these pages. Susan Wiggs, good morning. Thank you so greatly for being with us this uh, this morning. And once again, of course, too.
1: Thank you for having me once again. I always love talking to you. It's one of the highlights of having a new book out as I get to visit with you and your listeners.
0: Oh, you are really so kind. Perhaps there's a, a strong affinity because we live right here in the same area uh, in the Puget Sound, and we love this area. So, um, and, and the fact that you're this wonderful Northwest art author makes it just the perfect thing that we should get together and talk about books, especially when it's summertime.
1: Yes, yes. Summer reading is the best. It stays light out so late that it's kind of um pointless to try to fall asleep without reading late into the night.
0: Yes, absolutely. And and the thing is though, once we pick up a copy, our copy of Between You and Me, your newest book We're going to read into the night anyway, because it's just so compelling. Not that the others haven't been, but my goodness, every time a new book comes along, it's like, I need to keep turning the page to find what happens next. And we're not going to divulge a lot about it, except to kind of give the essence of the story, right?
1: Um, You know, this one was a long time in the making, not a long time in the writing. I took my normal year or so that I take to write a novel, but um, the percolation the um the the aging process of that idea was kind of long and it began with um a little newspaper clipping that I saved and sort of dragged around with me for some time about um an Amish boy who was sadly um very badly injured in a farming incident and they had to go into the world of modern medicine in order to to help this boy and Um, and one of the things that I learned about the Amish culture is that they are loath to, um, to buy health insurance. They feel like they take care of their own, their community. When something happens, they all get together and rescue them. Unfortunately, with, you know, the way our medical system is, there's, there's no, you know, coming together to pay for anything unless you're. You know, deeply insured, and so there was a fundraiser that a bank in this community created to to help this family. And so, of course, you know, I was moved by the article, and I I sent a donation, and I got this um, very cordial handwritten postcard back from the father, and it was in this perfect Palmer Method script. And, um, you know, just thanking me for supporting the the family and I was carry that around for you know years and years, and I thought, there's a story here, mm. there's a whole novel here, but i want I want it to be the right novel, so in that sense, and maybe that's why maybe that's why it's so suspenseful i was <laughs> I made a lot of false starts before I kind of hit on the right combination of characters and drama. And um, the different um, the different cultures clashing, and the moments of decision, and and heartbreak, and and joy, and everything that went into it, it just kind of took me longer than normal to do that part of the process.
0: So with that revelation, I mean, feeling these years that have gone by and that this has percolated within you, I feel is all the more reason we can and will appreciate between you and me because it's obviously, you know, it had all this passion that's kind of been building up and, and, and that tension is felt in the book.
1: Oh, well, I'm glad you noticed that, too. You know, um, there's always a really big, compelling love story in any book that I write, just because that's kind of, that's where my head and my heart are. Um, However, in this book, and this was an early comment that I had um, from, I think it was either my agent or my editor, it was quite subtle, and I... Didn't really notice that I was being subtle about it, but I think in the end it has a bigger impact because um, there, there were the subtle glances and there were not these moments of, you know, raw, unbridled passion so much as this slow build that was inevitable.
0: And sometimes that's even that much more appealing and has so much more emotion built into it when it's subtle. Anything that's too, you know, just in your face, it's like, oh, yeah, (laughs) kind of, (laughs) that happens all the time kind of thing.
1: Well, it's true. And I I have to say my readers have a level of sophistication that always amazes me, and I don't have to spell it out for them. They, They know what, you know, they know what a certain glance means. They know... Um, you know, what, a, what What the subtext of a seemingly, you know, ordinary conversation actually means. And so, um, you know, I'm privileged to have the kind of readers who appreciate um, not having everything spelled out for them.
0: And the thing is, it is really, um, you, you're such a master at this, to be able to weave it that way so we get that sense of it and but it really takes talent and obviously because of all these decades that you have been writing you have that mastery correct
1: uh you, it's kind of like golf you can get really good at writing but you can never be perfect at it mm. you know it's like this there's always there's always room to improve, and so um, you know. The, I think the day I declare myself, you know, the perfect writer is the day I ought to retire. <laughs> but thank you. I, I do believe that it's possible to hone your craft and improve and learn. I never stop learning. I learn from every book that I read, I, I learned from every reader that I meet who's read my books. Um, I'm on a book tour right now to promote Between You and Me, which was out just on um, the 26th of June. And one thing that I'm struck by is how much I learn from just um, talking with readers, what's important in their lives and what's um, what's the you know, the thing that resonates with them in a book and it's always a constant learning process. You know, it's probably the same with your listeners. It's you don't do it in a vacuum. It's it's kind of you're aware of that the other people out there even though you can't see them or know them. I always feel that I'm aware that they're there and that they're sort of walking them into this story with me. And um, hopefully they're going to enjoy their time there. If they don't, um, I generally hear from them on Twitter.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, I hope that that won't happen this time. At least that's not what my experience has been. so it will. (laughs) I
1: think whenever um, you go out into, you know, the mass market of, you know, and and put yourself out there, your book out there, your program, your article, whatever it is, um, you're inviting the entire world in and you're going to get all kinds of feedback. In general, I do have to say people are incredibly generous and kind. Even when they're being critical, they're still kind about it. And so um, I I definitely appreciate all sorts. Um, That said, I tend not to read reviews of my books. My publisher and my publicist um, who works at HarperCollins generally will forward, um, you know, the useful complimentary ones. And then the rest, I figure, you know, I'm not going to bother myself with because it messes with my head too much.
0: Yeah. Oh, that is so wise.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, it was a it, it was a hard learned lesson. You know, I I published my first book thirty one years ago, and so I've been at this for a while. And one of the things uh, that that I noticed is that in the early days, it was almost impossible to see your reviews unless there was a clipping service that would you know that was a very laborious process and so um, you didn't pay attention but with the the internet now in everyone's not just in our face but in our phone in our tablet in our browser window just uh, it's always there it's way too easy to access way too much information and feedback And so, um, you know, like I I have an author friend who was trying to choose um, her author photo for the book jacket, um, what I call my greatest work of fiction. (laughs) 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 But um, I I did notice that um, she put out several options and asked her readers online, you know, which one should I do? Well, she got like 1,800 replies, oh. and I thought, who needs 1,800 <laughs> replies to that rather simple question? You know, it's really, it's really a, a balancing act, and so I love interacting with um, readers online, but I try to limit it to, um, you know, small, fun, meaningful exchanges.
0: Life really is too short to get into all the negativity and, and, you know, anything that's going to pull you down. Why?
1: (laughs) I agree. I I can't, you know, I don't want to be Pollyanna about it, but one of the things that um, has rescued me during the most difficult times of my life and, uh, you know, and, and my ups and downs is that I've always... Uh, felt comfort in the act of reading a book, even a disturbing book for some reason, when it's happening to somebody else, it kind of alleviates my own stress. <laughs> <laughs> so the disturbing bits um, um are all part of the story they're you know they're sort of woven into the fabric of the story, but since it's a susan wakes book um, um i'm I'm confident that the ending will feel adequately uplifting to readers. <laughs>
0: That being said, the course of the story is so incredible, and and you gave us some good insights as to how this all began, so thank you for that insight, Susan. But then, to get more of the detail, and I think most of us, or at least many of us, are intrigued by the Amish culture because it has the simplicity difficult to think about, you know, not doing with some of the very simple conveniences like running water, running warm water in our homes. But um, how did you get more of that detail? Were you, did you visit an Amish community?
1: Um, yes, I have. and um, But I think the thing that was the most valuable for me was that I struck up um, an email correspondence with a young woman who had left the Amish culture, but she'd grown up Amish. And then another woman who had a book. Um, I, I never did manage to connect with her, but I obsessively read her book and her blog. And I learned a lot. Um, I have to say that those who have left the community probably left because it was not a, a happy place for them. And so I had to balance that with um, the idea that there are some people who this is their life, you know, their life revolves around family and faith and farming and that's their whole world. And it was fascinating to me um, to see what a comfort that is to certain people and what how restrictive it is to other people. And so these are questions that the characters in the book struggle with and I I loved the opportunity to juxtapose that lifestyle against um, the main character of the book, Reese. She's a very gifted um, fourth-year medical student. She just becomes a doctor over the course of the book and faces a momentous decision in her life about, you know, what her next step is as a doctor. Is she going to join her parents' extremely prestigious medical dynasty, the way the plan has always been, or is, does she come up with a new path? And she really struggles with these things, and her community Community, as different as it is from the Amish culture, was equally challenging and restrictive in its way. I hope that comes through in the book.
0: It does. It's. I think what happens then we have the opportunity to see these life questions. It doesn't matter where you live, you know, what part of the com- country, what kind of community. Those basic life questions about purpose and what will bring me fulfillment and joy—all of us grapple with it individually.
1: We do, In in our own ways, and in our, we, we all come from a certain culture, and um, with with really, really enormous expectations tied to it. And so, I really tried to explore that in the book. I wanted to, and I remember times in my life when when I had this, I had things, um, you know, hanging over my head. Do I take this teaching job or do I go to graduate school? And um, do I take, you know, um, do I hitch my wagon to this star or that star? And sometimes we really struggle with these, especially um, I would say, you know, now that I'm old, I'm, I'm very um, comfortable with my decisions. But I remember back in my 20s doing a lot of questioning and and weighing of options. And so I I enjoyed working with characters at that critical phase in their life and seeing what developed.
0: And we are really so blessed by having this gift of this story between you and me because uh, it, you know, it, then giving us an opportunity to kind of question it if we choose to, if we need to, and see how others are dealing with it uh, through your penmanship or through your, what, the computer <laughs> keypad. Uh, but but the story gives us so many important insights. And that leads me to, like we talked about the Amish culture, but also that whole medical field as a, I part of me stands back as I read and think about how, how does she know all this terminology and what the inside of that surgery unit looks like? Like, how, do, how does oh she get my all gosh. this? I, yeah,
1: I, I love to do the deep dive into my research because for me, that's what brings it to life for me, and that's how I can go to the page and pick out the significant details. And it's almost helpful that I'm not in that world, in that culture, because that way I'm I'm looking at it with the eyes that most readers would. And so I don't get too technical, but hopefully it does come to life and feel true to life. And I did have, um, you know, a couple of occasions in my own life to really witness trauma centers up close and personal. I actually um, sadly visited one on my own. I had a A terrible skateboarding mishap when I was in, um, believe it or not, Brisbane, Australia, and and so I kind of had a firsthand experience. Um, You know, by the end I was so doped up it was probably more like you know Alice in Wonderland. But um, trauma centers and ICUs. I'm I'm at that generation where I've been in charge of my elderly parents. Um, My dad suffered through Parkinson's and passed away a couple of years. And my mom lives in my town and um, I look after her and she's, you know, a heart patient. So I've definitely in my own life um, experienced, um, you know, the, the inner workings of a hospital. And I decided to incorporate the emotional aspect of that. You're not going to get a lot of nitty gritty detail, but um, the emotions, especially of Caleb, the Amish man who... Um, suddenly finds himself being airlifted with his um, you know wounded nephew talk about you know a swift exit from one culture to the other. Um, that was a big dramatic moment in the book so yeah, so I love doing the research from the perspective you know from an amateur's perspective i kind of I kind of go at it with a beginner's mind.
0: But it feels so authentic and real as we go through it. So you obviously have mastered that. Not that you you don't find yourself saying, "Oh, I need to work on perfecting this." But there's still that <laughs> is that great feeling of, "Gosh, this really seems real."
1: Well, I think that um, one of the things that I've learned to do, and this is a matter of craft. You know, we talked about um, honing your craft and getting better at certain things. One thing that I always try to get better at as a writer is to bring things to life through my, through sensory details. So um, for example, you'll, you'll hear the pumps or you'll see, uh, you know, you'll hear somebody talking in Tagalog in the hospital hallway or, you know, somebody wheeling a certain cart that looks a certain way. Those kind of things are the details that um, I think make things feel very realistic to um, to uh, the reader,
0: well, first to me, and then to the reader. Mm-hmm. And I can, as you said that, I, I could think of little pieces that that kind of popped out to me, and I thought, oh, that that's incredible detail. I mean, as someone who is not a writer, I think, wow, to include that. But yes, it it gives that whole sense of reality to the scene. So. Very wonderful. This this whole experience to our listeners between you and me. This new novel, freshly out, and you know, with summertime, uh, anytime is the right time for reading. But somehow, summer there's always that feeling of let's find what new books we can for summertime reading.
1: Well, I hope you picked this one, and thank you so much for um, repeating the title. I'm I'm not so good at remembering to do that, and I should also direct your. Listeners to my website susanwigs.com, you can find links to reading group guides and recipes, links to my social networks, and um, probably way more than you could possibly want to know. Um, and between you and me, is available in a signed edition from my local. Bookstore Eagle Harbor Book Company on Bainbridge Island. Um, I can happily personalize books that are ordered through Eagle Harbor, and I believe the signed editions are also available through Barnes and Noble.
0: Wow! See, isn't that what's so perfect about Susan Wiggs living in our? I'm going to call it our neighborhood, <laughs> because that's a... I mean, we're all neighbors. yes. <laughs> well, here and we connected by water. <laughs> that's right, and again, mostly because it's summertime too, to take a ferry ride across to Bainbridge Island, or maybe you live on Bainbridge Island for our listeners, but you know, for many of us, we're on this side of the water, but to take a ferry ride, go over to Eagle Harbor Books, I mean, what a great way to spend a day. Oh, it's
1: fantastic. I, I, I really would encourage your listeners to give it a try because um, Eagle Harbor is a mainstay of our main street. It's called Winslow Way, um, and there's plenty to do and see, but the bookstore will, um, I think it will knock your socks off. It's one of my favorite places on the island.
0: It's been a while since I've been there, but it is beautiful. It's definitely a bookstore to experience. Yes, we we need to have that, you know, the brick and mortar, as they're called. But yes. <laughs> with the wood it floors. It really and...
1: seems to have come into its own as a community hub. There's almost always something going on, you know, children's hour, author events, discussions, book, book clubs. So um, it's quite the haven for readers.
0: Now back into the book And just another theme that is so uh, relevant to us right now. We were talking already about the clash of cultures. We see that played out in many, many different ways now in our country these days. And I think this gives us an opportunity through between you and me to consider that and see where it might apply. And I think, I'm hoping, it gives us that kind of hope as to how to work through different kinds of situations?
1: <laughs> Don't get oh. me started on politics, but I do have to say, yes, I think that if, if this book is about anything at all, it's about um, finding a way through a seemingly insurmountable conflict and if you know, if I've been able to express anything in that book, perhaps that w- that's kind of the heart of it is um, what that takes, and it takes a lot. It takes a lot of heart. It takes a lot of willingness to bend, and um, in fiction, it it works out just brilliantly. <laughs> <laughs> in real life, um, you know, remains to be seen.
0: But takes um, a little more work, maybe. <laughs>
1: yeah, definitely
0: but that it is important for us you give us that platform to i feel consider that and to maybe you know bend ourselves a bit or open up the heart a little bit more to to consider another way it doesn't Feel well. At times, it's challenging in the book, but um, it, the main characters are are really so strong and so compelling that um, I think they're great models for us to have that kind of conversation.
1: Um, I would I would love to see that, and thank you for for saying that because I books are a bastion of of intellectual ideas that will probably, you know, I I like to think that they, you know, literature and books and thoughts and ideas are what are going to save us all in the end. And um, that's definitely maybe the reason that some of the issues in this book are so weighty was that, you know, somewhere in the back of my mind, I was I was struggling with things that are happening in
0: the world. And I wondered about that, too. So that can't help but affect you. You're not writing in a vacuum, Right.
1: right so it's it's not possible you know that's why some of the you know the trauma of my my parents um um illnesses and aging um is, is sort of a a a peripheral factor there's not actually aging parents in the book but there's um that you could i don't know maybe in the medical scenes you could feel the stress and the uncertainty there
0: mm-hmm. well it's interesting to have you then explain it in that way because there is that that feeling of stress, but that's how you're able to convey it. You have that feeling from a different experience and are able to apply it. So, oh, see, that's why Between You and Me is so masterful. It's... uh. It's just such a compelling read for any time, but the fact that here it is, uh, just freshly out, perfect for our summertime read, we need to make sure to, uh, if we can, get over to Bainbridge Island to Eagle Harbor Books and get our own copy.
1: Yeah, you'll probably run into me because I kind of haunt that place for my for my um, reading fix for summer.
0: <laughs> and they probably are, are just delighted to see you come walking through the door.
1: Oh, they're great there. Yes, I, I have many friends that I've made through the bookstore. It's really a gift to the community. Oh, I
0: and I would think that that residents there as well uh, have gotten to know you. And if you um, can't just wear dark glasses and kind of uh, slide <laughs> past, right? <laughs>
1: uh, well, it, it does keep me. It, it does keep me. Um, Decently clothed, I suppose. I you, you won't find me schlepping, you know, into the bookstore. Um, you know, in the in my gardening clogs. But um, anyway, it's. Um, but one of the nice things about being a member of such a small but close knit community is that um, we we share so much. We share what we read. We share what we like. We share, you know, book clubs and recipes. It's really it's really quite gratifying.
0: That's so great. So, in in one kind of last thing as we wrap up, I'm thinking about book clubs, do you ever do sort of like a a Skype appearance? Because I mean, even though we're relatively close, you know, it's we're still kind of scattered. So, if someone
1: yeah, yeah I have done, and and I I quite enjoy them. One one thing that um, I've noticed is that in general, um, people in book clubs are almost too polite, you know, they don't want to upset me by saying something critical about the book, Um, even though, you know, I I was a fifth grade teacher, I can, you know, I can take it, but um, I love joining or um, participating in book clubs and taking their questions and answers and hearing their feedback. I always think that's a, that's a bonus for the author. So yes, they can get in touch with me through my website, susanwigs.com, and I'm happy to schedule book club visits like that.
0: That's great. So good to know. Look at all the bounty of gifts we have this morning. Not only just a great, important new read for summertime, uh... With between you and me, but also an opportunity to consider it as uh, maybe later in the summer, well, maybe there aren't the book clubs so active. In the fall, it'll be a great fall-time book club event, and uh, get in touch with Susan as you offered, Susan, through your website, right?
1: Yes, yes, that sounds fantastic. Thank you again for this lovely conversation. I'm (laughs) wide awake now and happy to um, be having summer in the Northwest.
0: Excellent. Well, it's been delightful. And I thank you, of course, for taking this much time with us this morning, but also just for keeping us so informed and stimulated with your books. Greatly appreciated. Thank you. You're so welcome. Thanks
1: for having me. You have a
0: wonderful day. And you as well. And with that, we're at the end of a very full hour of Inspirational Women with Susan Wiggs and Sunday Morning Magazine with Dr. Crystal Glanchai. I'm Kate Daniels, your host, and I greatly appreciate your sharing this hour with me and these special guests. For details you might have missed or information you'd like to know, please just send me an email, kated at warm1069.com, and I'll get right back to you. Also, if you'd like to listen again or share these important stories with your family and friends, find the podcast. It's on our Warm 1069 webpage. Simply click on the On Air tab, then Sunday mornings, and look for the show and guest names. I now wish you and your family a day of deep connections, of being supportive of one another. Have a week of the same, and then please plan to join me again next weekend for another hour of Sunday Morning Magazine and Inspirational Women on Warm 106.9, the station to pick you up and make you feel good. Good morning.